This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 175. So for this Thursday's episode, I wanted to talk about pixels. So recently, I've seen ads for Canon's new cinema cameras. You know, these cameras are capable of 4.5K, 5K, 6K, 8K, all this, all the crazy stuff. You know, the R5 is capable of 8K video. And I think the Sony A1 is capable of 8K video. And every time I see this kind of stuff, I think to myself, enough with the fake perceived new pixel resolution. The thing that irritates me the most is consumers being suckered into buying these products. Now, why am I so annoyed? Well, because unless you read the articles or, you know, various articles on this stuff uh, about it over the last couple of years, most neuroscientists agree that these resolutions are undetectable by the human eye. And I've talked about this before. Quote, there's going to be some density beyond which you can't do any better because of the limits of the human eye, said Don Hood, a professor of ophthalmology at Columbia University in a phone interview with NBC News. Quote, a person's field of vision covers about 200 degrees, a little more than a semicircle. At arm's length, their index fingers, fingernail, will appear to be about the width of one of those degrees. Imagine that fingernail covered in 120 alternating black and white stripes. Being able to discern these stripes at that distance is just about the theoretical limit of the human eye. In reality, though, hardly anyone has such superb vision. In fact, most people would be unable to discern pixels or lines twice that size. And whether a phone or tablet display meets that standard depends on how far it is from the viewer. For example, in a typical living room, a viewer's 40 to 60 inch TV is positioned at a fixed distance, probably somewhere between 7 to 9 feet away from where they normally sit. Unless pixel-hungry TV fans buy a far larger set or push their couch much, much closer, any increases in resolution simply won't be perceived. Most experts agree that 3D was a more meaningful invention than 4K because at least 3D can be seen by the human eye. So if piling on more pixels isn't the next best thing, despite what TV makers and retailers and camera manufacturers will try to tell shoppers over and over again, what is? Experts said there are plenty of ways displays could improve. Neuroscientists point to newly developed quantum dot technology for displays that is already leading to far better color representation on some devices. 
advancements in dynamic range, leading to displays capable of showing light and shadow in movies and games the way we actually see them in real life would be another. When you're in a scene where there's indoor stuff, outdoor stuff, glossy materials reflecting other lights, that dynamic range is huge. Consumer-grade displays don't get that right at all. Some of the great masters, the painters, they knew things about light and shadow. They kind of knew instinctively how the retina worked. In other words, perhaps the secret to a better TV is hidden in the smile of the Mona Lisa. Now, a good friend of mine, Ken Rockwell of KenRockwell.com, has an article on his site that talks about pixel dumping, and that's the other portion I wanted to talk about in this short episode today. Why most pixels are thrown away. While camera makers like to keep hobbyists terrified that they don't have enough pixels, very few people realize that most of the pixels for which we pay are simply thrown away. No matter how many pixels your camera might have, you can't see them all at the same time since there is no electronic way to display them. If you do photography on your computer, you need a 5K iMac, which actually can display 15 megapixels. A 4K UHD TV only actually can render about 8 megapixels, and everything else is downhill from there. Even a 30-inch Apple Cinema display has barely 4 megapixels, and projectors have even less than that. Now, of course, the Apple Cinema display isn't available anymore, and the at the time he wrote this article, the current 27-inch Thunderbolt display isn't available anymore. Now, Apple has recently come out with a, quote, 6K monitor that they charge $5,000 for, uh, but even the 27 inch Thunderbolt display has less than 3.7 megapixels, less than a digital camera had over 10 years ago. No matter how many megapixels you have, most of them are simply thrown away since you're limited to the actual screen resolution. A laptop typically only has a one megapixel display, so there's no way it can display more pixels than the display contains. Operating systems of computers and tablets and phones simply throw away the extra pixels. They can only show as many pixels as they have on their screens. If you're a mathematician, of course you realize that there are various clever ways like bilinear interpolation or bicubic convolution to reduce the pixel count, but they're still doing the same thing and that's throwing pixels away. The technical name for simply throwing away extra pixels is called nearest neighbor resampling. While bilinear bilinear uh, interpolation and bicubic convolution do the same thing, but more smoothly and elegantly. What this all means is that we never can see all the pixels we have at one time. Yes, we can zoom in and out at 100% or more to see them, see all of them in a small region, but we can't see more than our display or projector supports at one time. If we zoom in, we only see a fraction of the image. 
If you print big, you might be able to see them. A typical photo print in uh, engine runs at about 300 dpi and actually resolves about 150 dpi on paper. If you have a 50 megapixel, that's 9,000 by 5,555 pixel image, and printed at 60 by 40 inches, you'll get all 50 megapixels. 40 by 60 is over 3 feet by 5 feet, or 1 by 1.5 meters. When was the last time you printed anywhere near that size? The only high-resolution displays are the Apple Retina displays. Unless you have a 5K iMac, every other display has only a few megapixels at best. And this has been going on since the 1990s or possibly even a little bit before. And do know that you'll probably never see all the pixels you have, so don't worry about pixel counts. Now, if you like that, you can find more of Ken's great content at www.kenrockwell.com. So keep all this in mind, not only when you buy TVs and other displays, but also when buying newer cameras. If you think your customers will prefer the new 4.5K or 5K video, you're wasting your time. Better to stick with what actually works rather than having clients upset because you shot their wedding in 5K and they can't really see the quality difference. That's just a little bit of helpful advice for you. But if you got the money to burn, yeah, you can always do whatever you want. Remember to check out the Land Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, like I said, that's going to wrap episode 175 of the Land Photography Podcast. Now, I know I probably upset some people with this week's topic, and I didn't mean to do that, but I also don't want you wasting your hard-earned money on pixel resolutions that aren't really going to make a whole lot of a difference um, to your business, especially if you're somebody that's making a living as a photographer. You're much better off spending your money wisely rather than foolishly. So I just thought I would help out with that little bit of information. If you want to listen to my advice, great. If not, and you got the money to burn, whatever trips your trigger. With that, I wanted to remind my listeners to check out the Liam Photography YouTube channel. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Hit like, share, watch the videos, hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content drops. I did just post a new review this week of the Lux CEO P200 video in still photography LED light. It's a great little handy light. I had a lot of fun 
using it, playing around with it, and testing it. Um, it is a really cool little light system. And if you want to buy one, you go to my YouTube channel, watch the video in the description. There is a link that you can click on and a code where you can get 5% off. And uh, that's for the bundle. So normally the light by itself is $49.95, but right now you can get the bundle for $49.95, which is the light itself, as well as a mini tripod and extension wand. Basically, it's a combo thing and a miniature uh, metal ball head for the light as well. You can get all of that for the same price that you would normally pay for just the light and then save 5% on top of that for my listeners. Now, the 5% off is only good till September 5th of 2021. So if you're listening to this episode after that date, I'm sorry, but you already missed it. Also, be sure to stop by on YouTube and check out Forgotten Pieces of Georgia and Forgotten Pieces of Pennsylvania. Give them a little bit of love as well. Um, you can still pick up a signed copy of my book at the LeanPhotography.net online store or an unsigned copy at Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And also, don't forget to enter my latest contest where I'm giving away a winner wireless lavalier microphone system that'll work with your camera, your laptop, your smartphone, your tablet. It's a great little system, comes with a great little rechargeable case that you can charge it in, which uses USB-C, by the way, which is great because USB-C devices charge faster than other types of cords, like especially micro USB. Um, so you can have up to four entries in that contest, and hopefully you can get lucky enough to be the winner. Uh, now, the winner will be announced once the contest wraps up, which I believe is going to be in mid-October. Uh, but there you have it, another contest. And I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iHeartRadio and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. And I will see you again on Sunday for the latest news and rumors. 